Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Navigela. Your feature is about to begin. Hi. Hi. Hello. How, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm really pumped about this film. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> At least one of us is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're the Bad Film Club. We watch bad films. I'm Shanae Vigela. And I'm Holly Gordon. Do you want to introduce this film? <laughs> yeah, I do. On, this week we're doing the 2006 Justin Lin directed Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go into this straight away and say I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious films except for this one specifically for this podcast. Wild to me. Wild. <laughs> Can't believe so, it. I'm, I'm going to represent the very, maybe like the small percentage of the population that haven't seen them. Fair. But I'm going to come in with an open mind. And I'm willing to. I'm, I'm willing to. I'm willing to learn and change my opinion. <laughs> just convince me that like this franchise is good. This one is just bad. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I'm going to say. I'm a big Fast and Furious stan. Love them. Grew up with them. Really like invested. This, as far as I was concerned, basically this is the worst Fast and Furious film. I reject it from the Fast and Furious canon. I don't believe it exists in this universe. It's a shocking film, <laughs> but <laughs> it has only been recently topped in my estimation of worst film in the franchise by that horrible, horrible spin-off film, that Hobbs and Shaw spin-off film, you know, um, the one with The Rock and Jason Statham, Ooh. which technically is not a Fast and Furious film in quotation marks, but is like from the characters within Fast and Furious, so I'm kind of mad about it, but then I don't I reject it as also part of the Fast and Furious canon because it's awful. And Idris Elba's in it and he plays a character called Brixton. And oh, it okay. That just is makes the, me so that angry. Is so lazy. That is the some of, yeah, that yeah. is the laziest writing I've <laughs> ever heard. Wow. I know. Bri- also, a, it's the cringiest film you've ever a seen. Black guy nicknamed Brixton. Oh, yeah. you haven't done your research. No, but I think he picked his name, which makes it worse. <sighs> we need to chat. <laughs> I know, I know. So maybe we'll have to do that once stuff is open and you can come around and we can do a Fast and Furious marathon and then we can watch Hobbs and Shaw as like, uh, what the fuck is this type vibe. That's And that's the, is that the only spin-off of the franchise at this point? So they have like a moment now where... They were kind of splitting off and doing stuff centred around The Rock, which for me, as a Fast and Furious person, like I like these films, I know that they're stupid, but I'm really here for their entertainment value. I find them really fun. And like, it's just jokes, you know, I always go with my brothers, like we always have a good time. I always go to see them in cinema, like it's just funny. And I like grew up with them. So there's that nostalgia as well. And then I remember like watching this third one and just being like, what is this? (laughs) But in recent years, because Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been in some of them, I think from, did he come in in Fast Five? Maybe Fast Six. I can't remember which one he came into. Because, you know, like every film ups the ante. So it's like everything is more, more, more. Yeah, it's kind of like James Bond. They have to beat themselves the next time round. Exactly, exactly. So it starts off, the first film is like basically them stealing like DVD players and shit like that. <laughs> That's how, that shows you how that shows you how old it is. <laughs> yeah, and now it's them saving the world from international terrorists. It's just wild to me. Okay. If you look at the spread, because obviously it's, we're doing it because it's 20 years of Fast and Furious this year and Fast 9 has just come out. I haven't seen it yet. I'll go see it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. We'll have to go I'll see go. it. <laughs> but... It's like grounded in this misadventures of a cop who's Paul Walker's character. They're meeting Dominic Toretto and then like 
being assimilated into his world and stuff. And then it's like such a far cry from that when you have The Rock. in I think in the sixth or seventh film, or maybe it's the eighth film, he's got his body cast and he flexes his arm muscle and the cast breaks. Oh, okay. But that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about. But I'm just like, I don't know how we've got here. Yeah. So far-fetched. It's really far-fetched, yeah. I also feel, didn't, doesn't Vin Diesel and The Rock have like a feud going on? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Just, it was really funny. So how do you like work around like that and like an, yeah. on, an, like an actual real life feud where like characters have to maybe interact? Yeah, they're supposed to be like friendly as well. So it's just it's weird. I don't know why they brought him the in. Acting has tested when they have to be friends when they don't actually <laughs> like each other. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I think they brought in The Rock like later on to kind of up the ante. Mm. But I feel like it's kind of taken away a bit because The Rock, his films are different. Obviously, they're set in this kind of way where he's the strongest man and then, you know, it becomes like a a pissing contest, basically, because it's just like men being like, well, I don't want to get beat up on screen and whatever. I think they've got it written into their contracts. Him, Jason Statham and Vin Diesel, of like, you can't really beat them to a pulp. Oh, yeah, me. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so this film yeah. is kind of set apart from all of that because it's the only film that isn't like a direct sequel. So a quick rundown, um, because loads of weird stuff happens in this film. It doesn't really make sense. It just, <laughs> like a lot of things annoyed me about it. Like, from- yeah, we'll get into it. Okay, right. Let me just give a quick summary. Yeah. So the like premise of this film is that... <laughs> A high school student, in order to avoid juvenile detention in California, his mum ships him to live with his dad, who's a naval man, in Tokyo. And then this boy learning how to drift (laughs) and then taking on the Yakuza, who are the Japanese mafia. You know, why not, you know? (laughs) <laughs> why not all of it is ridiculous you know also I texted you this because I watched this a couple of days ago fully thinking oh it's Fast and Furious right? it's going to have like the staple people in it going straight is in it- I texted you like 20 minutes in Vin Diesel's not in this film is he <laughs> and you were like no <laughs> and I was like oh no Sorry. I was like oh no so I'm watching this guy who is definitely about 40 years old playing a teenager uh <laughs> We'll talk about that as well. <laughs> zero emotion on his face throughout the whole film. Like, honestly, I think the only time he smiles is when he's looking at a car. Yeah. And bow, bow wow. I love that. I know. But that was the only bit I liked. I know. <laughs> I know. But then they gave him the name Twink, which really stressed me out. That means... I know. That, that like, that hasn't aged very well because I just am, like... At all. No. It's just, like, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> just, like different now isn't it but uh, yeah can we know this film this is the first film that so justin lynn directed this who also directed fast and furious six to nine i think the screenplays by chris morgan who did our favorite films wanted um, with Angelina Jolie. Do you remember that film, Cellular? No. Did you ever see that? It was a terrible film. Um, 47 Ronin and the horrible, horrible 2017 Tom Cruise The Mummy film. Oh, The Mummy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. We should do that because that is awful as well. <laughs> oh, he also, do- he also did Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they really like to work together. But Hobbs and Shaw is a terrible film. <laughs> I cannot believe that they wrote Fast and Furious films and then wrote Hobbs and Shaw thinking like it was legitimate. No, thank you. <laughs> but exactly what you said, I really feel like it's a testament to Vin Diesel about how he can... I know like we can say whatever we want about him, like what is the acting, blah, 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 whatever. But he's really holding this franchise together because without him, the film is just flat. Like, this film is flat. He is the face of the franchise. So, like, because I'm not going to lie, like, I've never seen I've never seen the film, but I obviously know, like, the car. I know who's in it. I know, like, the the relative, like, skeleton cast who's always going to be, like, repeated. Yeah. I know how impactful they are. So to have one of them <laughs> without him in it... I mean, it doesn't have any of them in it. It only has Han in it. Yeah, but I didn't realise that he's... A main character 
until like I read up about the film because he's in later films after this. Yeah, so basically he's so loved by the Fast and Furious fans that they kind of brought him back. But then also that's why this film doesn't make sense because they had to shift the timeline then because they killed him off, right? Yeah, oh, so like all the films after this one are actually before the set before this. Exactly. So we'll talk about that all because it really fucks with the film. Because basically this film was kind of made as a standalone sequel for Too Fast, Too Furious. I don't know how or why. They couldn't get any of the cast members back. And then the reason that Vin Diesel does a cameo in this is that he kind of waived his fee so that he could get Chronicles of Riddick made. Which makes me laugh so hard because how is that that the thing that you would want to do? But... You know, and also this tested really badly with audiences. So the cameo helped lift it, I think. Yeah, it's an un- uncredited cameo, isn't it? Like he just like, he's just like. Yeah, he- yeah. So he didn't get paid a fee. He doesn't it's get credited. Like He just sits in the car. And then- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, he's not but also <laughs> then, then when you realise, yeah, but then when you realise that where this sits in the timeline, then his appearance makes no fucking sense at all. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> this film... Considering it's the lowest grossing film of the franchise, it still made $159 million. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. Yeah. Maybe it was marketed really well. I do re- I do find that Fast and Furious films, they do really push the marketing. Even though, mm. even like they know that people go see them, they still really do. Yeah. But it, was, it had a budget of $85 million, Yeah. So it made it back. Which is conservative considering my favourite fun fact of this film is that this film used almost 250 vehicles. They cut up 25 and they destroyed more than 80. This is the thing about these films, actually. Like, how... I mean, we've probably... We've actually talked about this in person, but, like, the damage that these films make to, like, (laughs) not only how much it costs to make the films in the sense of how much they're breaking and how much they're... Like, how much damage they're doing, but, like, then within the film, like, the plot, how much damage are they making to, like the scenery and like the the city that they're in mm, at the time mm. and it's just like it's so interesting yeah there's a i'll put it on their instagram but there's a the business insider did like a, <laughs> did a cost per film of like the amount of damage that they they cause and it's really funny i'll put it on oh, our instagram also, this is like boring but like in a- any of these films across the franchise does any of them get like have a chat sit down chat about car insurance at all <laughs> no absolutely like, do not. they have it do they like is there any point having it because they're so they dang- dangerously but, drive all the time yeah they don't give a fuck then they're never getting a black box fitted it just stresses me out because like but it's just where my mind went like what, what's, yeah. like, what's the insurance deal- situation but obviously they don't care okay so go why do you think this was a bad oh, film it was real boring <laughs> Yeah, I like and in comparison, considering yeah. I've seen trailers of other Fast and Furious films and they've like looked entertaining mm. to the point like silly, like silly entertainment, which is also which is still yeah. entertaining. I have a best friend who, other than you, that has <laughs> that is also very. I was like, what do you mean you have other friends <laughs> that has um, <laughs> is very emotionally invested in this franchise 100%. and was very very upset when Paul Walker died. Yeah, and I remember when that was like a massive culture. Thing. And we were at uni. Such a big deal. And I was, yeah. I was like, all right, I get it, but I don't, but I get it. <laughs> like, it's, it's sad. It's sad. And it's also just like, yeah, I think yeah. it was like, to me, I was like, sad. It's like, it's Paul Walker who's in a franchise about cars and he, like, and the way he died, which is also sad. Yeah. But I feel like when you're invested in this series, like, he is a big part of it. And also, less so with this film, but in the series, it's a lot about family and like, and, like their friends are their family, yeah. you know? And it's really, it was really sad. And I, I remember, like, seeing grown men cry in the cinema everywhere I looked. And I was like, oh, this is this the, is This is, is, this is, this is like, I think it, that's, like, understandably, like, the big cultural impact of it all. Mm. But I, this specific film, Tokyo Drift, I think, like, <sighs> it was boring because the main character was boring. So boring. And also, you've mentioned that the fans really liked Han, is it? That's his name. Yeah, yeah. I really, yeah. I really liked the other characters more than I liked the main character. Like, I didn't give a shit. I thought he was yeah. well annoying. I thought he was really disrespectful. 
this is this this the film just like it reeks of like toxic masculinity <laughs> thank you this film is like about men that can't get the girls that they want don't like it when their girlfriends talk to other men and then fuck up a whole city yeah it's just like who the fuck decides that like a car race is gonna decide if you're gonna date me or not yeah that girl at the start i was just like you're an absolute dickhead <laughs> there's a point so the guy that we're talking about his name is sean in the film played by lucas black so he's got a southern accent and at the start of the film there's some bullies and well i say bullies they all look like adult 40 year old men and then this guy's like pissed off that his girlfriend's talking to this sean guy and then he throws a brick brick at his car. One of the worst tropes. And it's like one of those tropes that you are like, I would expect seeing like a bad, like early 2000 rom-com. And then like see, but then like it also fits into this film because it's just like men. In car- it's men in cars. Like, yeah. of course, they're just going to be yeah. angry for no <laughs> damn reason because they haven't gone to therapy. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so he throws a brick through his car window. So then Sean's like, okay, let's race. And then he's like, I only race for pink slips, which made me laugh so hard. And then this girl steps out and she's like, the the girlfriend of the guy, mm. she's just like, the winner gets me. Uh, but <laughs> you don't want to make yourself a... My, ha- my hand is on my forehead. Like, like you what? Don't, you don't want to make yourself like a thing to be... I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird way. I hate... I know. I, I was like, yes, a man wrote this script. 100%. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Um, but this bit is my favourite prop because they both crash their cars and in the crash scene, Justin Lin does this slow-mo thing that you see a lot more now where there's like the stuff in his car like, is in right. slow-mo and there's just a bottle of Tabasco yeah. sauce. Yes, I did. I, I noted that down because I thought <laughs> all the like interesting things that people have in their cars. Yeah. Also... Like, of course, they're going to get into trouble because, like, they drove through what was looking like a new build site, like new build of houses. And maybe I was like, what? It was stressful. But also my one question about this scene was it's in broad daylight. How are there no construction workers on this site? On a school day as well. So like, surely it's not it's <laughs> yeah. not their day off, is it? It's not. It's like a, it's in the middle of the week. Yeah. And then, like, we find out that they both crashed, all hurt themselves. But then the other guy is like just shipped off. Tokyo. Which also doesn't make sense. Like, you fucked up, so we're going to send you to Japan. What? Yeah. That sounds like a holiday. Yeah, but oh, just like, why do these men think that, like, car racing is attractive? I have no idea. Would you go on a date with someone if they won a race? Does that make any guy more attractive? No, like, I don't what think you can so. drive fast. Wow. That's not exactly like a skill that you have. It's because you're pushing a pedal down harder. That's sorry. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> just like, like, yeah. I don't get the I don't get the winning the girl thing from it. Like I just don't get it. Yeah, but it's such a like weird core part of this whole like Franchise. quote right. unquote lure. But you see it in all of this kind of street racing stuff. It's like just hordes of women in like the tiniest skirts you've Mate, ever seen. Their skirts might and look, I'm just like their skirts will be a uh, belt. You might as well just wear yeah. a belt. Also, personal choice, you do you. But it's just <laughs> I just don't get it. Okay, cool. So your masculinity is so fragile that you have to do this. But then, okay, my favourite person that drives is in the first two films is uh, Devon Aoki. She plays Suki and she has this pink racing car and I love her. She's such a like Y2K icon. <laughs> <laughs> but but actually, can I just say, can I say something because of that? Because of because we've just said how masculine and like how much toxic masculinity is attached to like driving and like idea of like car racing mm. like when a woman does it it's so much cooler yeah because it's like because it do, it's completely flipping on its head yeah. and proving that like it's a very doable thing for anyone yeah i completely agree with you and that's what i was gonna say because this fr- franchise is kind of maddening in that sense the early movies are quite toxic masculinity like these ones you can really they're really using the girls as props and then they have the one female character that people are either fighting over or you know she's like hot shit there's letty there's Jordana Brewster's character, Mia. There's Devin Aoki's character, Suki. She's kind of like a, I want to say like a supporting character, but she's not even, she's not even ranked up to supporting, but she's like a really memorable character. I always think about her. Mm. And then you have Neela in this one, who's just a prop. But then as the franchise goes on, there's Natalie Emmanuel, who is Miss Sande from Game of Thrones and a brilliant English actress. She's the 
tech mastermind that creates God's Eye. And then you've got a fight scene with Michelle Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey. All these cool things happen. But it's so weird because for me, there's like so much stereotyping and then breaking of stereotypes. So it's all these things that like really make me angry about men and cars and racing and stuff. And then they kind of flip it on his head but not in a cringy, like, Marvel, girls can do anything kind of way. Yeah. It's like an actual, like, well, not actual, because obviously all of this is madness. <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, like if, if it feels more empowering. and It's not proving yourselves, but they just are sick. You know what I mean? Like, And it, it doesn't make them any less female or any less attractive or whatever, whatever. Like, they don't have to change their personality to, to be that kind of person, which I really enjoy. But then it pisses me off that then women are used as fodder in a lot of this and they are most of the scenes of you know when they start the race is mostly in except for in this film um where a man does it and like in the second film Ludacris does it (laughs) yeah well that's where he comes in in (laughs) yeah you know they like start and it's like three two one yeah it's always under shots of women's asses and stuff like that and you're just like unnecessary man yeah, it's just the, the direction choice in one of the films Iggy Azalea does it as well which is wild to me wow oh really it is like yeah wow okay cool they I mean they seem to I, I feel like they maybe they have improved obviously in the last 20 years yeah I mean it would be sad if they hadn't yeah, this but is there's a lot of shit in this film that is fucking problematic yeah man. this came out well we yeah this came out in 2006 so we're 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 yeah. talking 2006 um stereotypes yeah but can i just say one mm. thing is that justin lynn said that when he wanted so they asked him to direct this film and he said no because it felt dated and racist and then this film at the start just before we moved to tokyo like the jocks and they're beating a pinata oh, that I is in the, that isn't in, in the shape of a native american person yeah like with a headdress on and everything, yeah. and I was like, "How did they not cut that out? Yeah, and why is that I there? That down. I don't understand. Like, I know it's like a football metaphor, or whatever, but like, what? Like, so you're talking about you wouldn't take a script because it was like racist, very dated, blah blah blah. I I just don't understand it's it. Like, it's like, oh, there's definitely a term for it, but it's like you're you're basically picking at what racism you want to take out, what you want to leave in. Yeah, or it's yeah. like just like for if sure, it's like, if sure. it's more like directly affecting you personally then you'll take out but but also there's so much stuff like so they go to tokyo and then this guy is like fully taking the piss out of japanese food and i'm just like you're the weirdo because this is the standard food here yeah i I don't understand it stuff like that really makes me angry but it's also just like i feel like this is american mentality but like they just expect like things to be the same wherever they go We'll talk about that because there's de- that's definitely it, a hundred percent. That's like, it. But there's also like a a bit where he's like, yeah, I didn't. I, this is quite good. I didn't even have to put ketchup on it. Oh, oh you fucking idiot! Like, literally, leave your country for five minutes, and you'll learn that like nowhere else in North America, and maybe you're the weird. One. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I have. I mean, actually, why did you think it? Sorry, yeah, can I just go, say, go, go, carry on. Can I just put in one We're more thing? We're still talking about why it's a bad like, film anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, just this, just one one more thing on this idea of like, I don't understand why these things are in the film. So when he goes to meet his dad, his dad has not come to pick him up. So he's just there in Tokyo. He's what, supposed to be, they say that he's supposed to be under the age of 18 because that's why Deep he's enough. not going to be sent to jail, right? Yeah. And... Then he goes to his dad's apartment and then the dad lets out a date. Oh, I think it's a book. But it's I think very it's like, yeah, yeah, it's what, yeah, it's definitely like, oh, she's a sex worker. And it's like that immediate stigmatization of East Asian women, like yeah. immediate fetishization. Yeah. And I fucking hate it because, like, what the fuck is that? And then also the fact that, like, his love interest is a random Australian girl in Tokyo. Yeah, I really don't like. I really didn't, and it's also just like adding this extra like layer of. Do you think it was also? Problem- it's like it's, it's like problematic layer, but it's also just like, oh, we're just setting up that like this guy has been shipped off to his dad, who he doesn't have a very good relationship with, obviously, and we're just gonna we're just not gonna even bother to like set up <laughs> like try and fix it. We're just gonna make it worse because he eventually mo- moves out. Well, he's kicked out. Yeah, yeah. but it just like makes me angry that. Especially when the director's Asian, it pisses me off that they do that to Asian women, the especially because, like, obviously, there's that stereotype. You don't need to play into it. 
Yeah. Like there's no there's no reason. Like it just doesn't have any doesn't bear any semblance to the plot or the film or it doesn't like make you like the dad. It doesn't make you hate him. It just makes you feel like he's a bit of a skis ball. Like that's it. He's not a very like he's just not very like it's just boring. He's, a, he's just yeah, boring. He's a, like, why is he yeah, there? He, I mean, you can't really take him out, but you can also like he doesn't have. He's just a bit of a waste. Because that, yeah, because it it doesn't make any difference that he was his dad or not. Yeah, I yeah. don't feel like. But yeah, there's so much that I just think is bad about this film. I think the pacing is bad. I think. Some of the like none of the dialogue makes sense at all. It's crap. There's also like no real character development, and I feel like I know people don't expect that from Fast and Furious films, but I feel like there are characters and they have their own subplots and they have their own stories and backgrounds and stuff. And then them making Han the way he is in this film, and then the way he's portrayed in other films is way different. So like in this film, he just gives. Sean, that his name. Yeah, Sean. Sean, his car. So he just gives him his car to race because he stands up to Takashi, who's the drift king. Is, yeah, DK, the drift king <laughs> <laughs> like, of Tokyo. Oh wow, what a title! Uh, so funny. It's to wild, me. isn't it? It's so funny. So like, he goes to this place where everyone's drifting, mm-hmm. and then he immediately is like, "I'll race you, bro. You've never fucking drifted before." Who are you? Why are you here? It, and then this it guy like who's ego who, thing as well. Yeah, a hundred percent is. But then there's like Han, who's kind of Takashi's like right hand man. Yeah, but business. like you can have my car. Why would he do that? Why would you give some random man your car? I I don't understand. Like they act like it's nothing. And then in the next films, Han is shown as he keeps his distance from people. He doesn't trust people, but he's here at odds of what the character is in the next one. So it just doesn't make sense to me. It feels like a regret, like a regression. Then, like the rest of the films. Hmm. Interesting. This, I feel like this film really did mess up the timeline and the development of characters. Yeah. Like, do people? Is it a just? Is it a general, like, opinion of from fans that that this one is just a bit of a weird one? And has confused. Yes. Okay. So the thing is, right, is some people, I feel like this film is the Mar- the dividing like factor Marmite. among people. Yeah. So people either really love it or really hate it. So I hate it. I think it's crap. Would not have watched it again if it wasn't for the podcast. But like, also, I was just like, I want you to watch all of them. So let's <laughs> watch the worst one first and then you get it out of the way, right? Yeah. But this film doesn't make sense. Also, it's written really badly. The fragile masculinity is a rife. And also, the insecurity is just ridiculous because you're just like, okay, it's getting to a point where it's just like, can I even watch this? Yeah. It really is like the soul. Like, do you win? Like, what do you win? Do you win like money? Do you win anything physical? Do you win a house? Like, do you, or is it literally just like, like egotistical and ego boost? So, the thing that you won't know because you haven't watched any of the other ones is it's for respect. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Because it, no, it sounds really silly, but it's because it's kind of like a turf war, right? Oh, okay, get it, that, get it, get it, get it. You know, the they call him I can't remember what what the word is, but they call him foreigner. And you know, it's for him to get on the in. But I'm also like the fucking balls that you have to go in at your first time some like random white guy and just be like, "Oh yeah, I'm better than all of you. You've never drifted before. Why would you even why would you even assume that?" <laughs> Also, just the thing that <laughs> you said about America's just thinking that everything is the same. So he's supposed to be under 17, right? So why do they all have cars? Because teenagers in other countries don't have licenses as young as they do in America. In Japan, the driving age is 18. So already you've already wiped out all of half of this plot because none of these kids would be able to drive. This is, I think that's also just like, that's bad research. But like on, on the yeah, right in the it. Car. Surely that's like the first thing you can go- like. That's the first thing you research when you're setting a st- uh, setting a an American franchise in a different country. Yeah, exactly, and it doesn't re- make any sense. Like, I understand that he wanted to sh- shoot in Tokyo, but I also don't understand why he can't. We've said this so many times. Just age them up. Yeah. Why does this mi- film have any difference? Like, he could have been in college. Oh. It would have been the exact exactly. same thing. Or university, like he could whatever. have lost. Um, like he, yeah. If it was in college, it would have made so much sense. Why did they want to film in Tokyo? Did they? Is there like a natural? Is it just because it's like a cool city? Because Tokyo's got a drift scene, right? 
that it's not like anywhere else in the world. Oh, they okay. And they wanted to do drifting, and you can't really, you can't really do a film about drifting if it's not set in where it's popular. Tokyo. In the same, in the same way, yeah, in the same way, in two thousand and six. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Also, we have to remember that, like, it's set in, it's like two thousand and six, right? Two thousand and six. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's why it's that film. <laughs> There's just so much of it. The like weird. Age divide is a massive thing as well because how old is DK uh, Takashi supposed to be? It's like, so he like, looks like he's supposed to be hella it's old. It's so ambiguous, like it's and it's really it throws you off a bit from the plot. I think yeah. it, distract, it takes you out of the film a bit. I yeah, because this girl Neela, she's supposed to be dating him. She fucking turns up in her school uniform. It's just so creepy and cringy. Like, why are you doing that? Are we supposed to think he's like in his late twenties, the early thirties, or is he, is he supposed to be like eighteen, nineteen? Well, no, because then he'd be in school as well, wouldn't he? Yeah. But he's so, but well, I think he's supposed to be like at least mid twenties, and he's dating us. But this is the thing; it just makes it really paedophilic and gross. It's so weird. It's so it really took it really anyway. took me out of the film. Like especially the main character. How the hell? Yeah, just like he's bad at. Yeah, all I feel like no one was good except for Han as an actor in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Nothing. No one really the, stood the out. Girl that plays. The girl that plays Neela was that was awful. This, that, this is her first ever film as well. Yeah, and also, she's Peruvian. She yeah. So why she, did... yeah she's Peruvian Australian <laughs> like yeah. I'm just like, why is that a film in Japan if you're not going to use Japanese actors? For me, it's like a big pet peeve because also the Fast and Furious franchise has done more for diversity than any diverse initiatives in film because like there's so many people of colour, there's so many women, there's so many men of colour, and it's not, they're not playing, like, stereotype roles, like, they have their own characterization and their own backstory and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then they just, like, randomly make a film set in Japan and then just never use, so it just makes me angry. Anyway. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what, did you like anything about this film? I didn't mind Bow Wow character. He was quite, it was quite refreshing. Like after when all the serious stuff was happening, I kind of just was like, okay. But then like he would, uh, he would. I liked his like little, you know, side hustle sort of way of making money. He was quite nice. He was just a bit refreshing because like it also just like made any seat because he obviously befriended the main character. The main character was literally like the shade of beige, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so like any he obviously was like compensating for that. Um, mm. So. Yeah, but I don't know if there was anything I loved, loved. I like. I think it was more like there was just like props and stuff that I kind of found fun. Like mm-hmm. the garage that is like a circular yeah. like wheel, like a, which yeah, I think yeah. is really clever. But I was like, oh, architecture, because Tokyo is obviously so busy and like all on top of each other. You've got to think of clever ways to park yeah. your car. Also, Bow was like Hulk car. <laughs> so, I knew you were going to say no, that. I just thought, <laughs> no, because also I didn't get what it was. I like I literally got like look, watched it was watching the film I was like is that like dented like is that a destroyed car and he thinks it's like cool and I was like oh no it looks seems oh then it must be dented for a reason <laughs> I was like oh no wow and then I just thought oh is this allowed to have another like franchise mention I was like yeah obviously yeah fine but like I was just like is this like pre-marvel like taking over the world because they definitely would not have let that slide yeah this was in 2006 so this is all pre before anything's happening with Marvel. So obviously they're allowed yeah. to do things. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, that's so funny. But then that makes sense because like there's a lot of like character F stuff, like merchandise in Japan, character F stuff, or anything with design yeah. linked to it. So it makes a lot of sense. I just thought it was really funny. And I've never ever seen a car that has thinking of it now, definitely no, I don't think I've ever seen a car that is like based around a very big film character. But Please, please tell, look, tell me if you have. <laughs> uh, I have. Can, can I just tell you that um, around our area, there used to be a person that had a van and they painted it like the mystery machine? Oh, that's so cute. I actually really like that, though. <laughs> Isn't that's it? Cute. I love it. Mm, very <laughs> nice. But that was it. Costumes are, we've sort of briefly mentioned them. The men don't particularly dress of anything interesting. And the women, the women <laughs> wear belts or skirts. Can I just tell you that Neela's like fluffy boot things that are like up to her knees are so 2006. I cackled so loud. Oh, I do. So I do think funny. that like this is like a time capsule of two, yeah. 2006 fashion. It's very. It's yeah, that's, that's really fun to see, and I think that's probably like 
that's like that's a good thing about these franchises like this one plus like like you've got loads of other ones too that are representative of the time they were made so you can kind of just like go yeah back in time and just see what we were wearing and like you can kind of obviously fashion just repeats itself anyway yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah. i actually did like some stuff in it mm. one-liners that han gives um his face is just a mood the whole film i love it he is my he, he is the most in, in, like interesting and captivating character yeah for sure you can kind of see why he's got such a following and why people really really like him but also he <laughs> sean he's really re- really into neela um who is dating Takashi at the time and Han's just like why can't you just find a nice Japanese girl like all the other white guys around here all right. <laughs> and it was just so funny That's like really funny. these just like little like caustic one-liners are so funny like he's really good at them and delivers them really well and then also there's this camera shot of them drifting around I think it's the Shibuya crossing and it is gorgeous. They do this like drift around a corner mm. and magically don't hit any pedestrians. Oh, but the way that yes, it's shot, I is remember so that bit. beautiful. When the, the people look like they're parting to make a corner. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Very clever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Well. I thought that was a really good bit. I think there's, there's like some moments where the direction is really nice. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think he's made a good call with the kind of shots. And so if I don't really have any nitpicks with the direction, the car scenes are really interesting. And I just feel like this film is not really a film. Like it could have just been a whole lot of car chases and races kind of spliced into one like long extended trailer. Mm. Just because the screenplay doesn't work for me. I think it just doesn't weight itself very well. Yeah. But yeah, there's some really beautiful shots in this film. Like sim- the cinematography is quite good, um, which I really enjoy because I feel like in a lot of these films, um, it's quite jarring and it also contributes to taking you out of the film and it doesn't really hold up. But this felt quite cohesive. Um, my only nitpick actually is that it's more of a 2006, what are you going to do nitpick mm-hmm. in that? In some of the scenes, you can see California number plates because they couldn't shoot, shoot in Tokyo the entire time. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> you can see a crash dummy in the car when at the start when the girl's in the passenger seat and they come, like, over a ramp. You can see the crash dummy in the car if you look closely. And just, like, little stuff like that, you can really see well, that would, like, normally be CGI'd out in a slicker later movie. But in this film, like... All of those like raw, rough things are are still in there, and it's quite funny to see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but my favorite detail of that um crossing thing that I just told you about, the one the camera shot that I really like, is that Justin Lin really wanted to do that, and then without the studio's like no knowledge or permission, he hired a fall guy because like they did, they couldn't get the permissions to do it in Tokyo, so they were just like, fuck it, we'll just do it. And then, you know, like, if the, the police are really polite, I think he said in an interview, like, the police are really polite, so it'll take him 10 minutes to, like, ask you why you're here anyway. So he hired a fall guy, did the, the scene, mm. and then the fall guy went to prison for him for, like, a night. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, that's the commitment is real. Like, he just paid this guy to, like, be in prison for the night, yeah. and then he just got released the next day. Like, what? Oh, my God. That's funny. I know. Imagine being that person. What a detail. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a party. Like, what, what a thing to bring out at a party, yeah. you know? Like, I've, been to, I've been to prison for Justin Lin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have you done? What would you change about this film to make it better? To make it just generally a good film? The lead. I really think he's very boring. Yeah, can I question? Has he? Is he? Is this his first ever exp- like film appearance? That's a good question. I have no idea. I probably should have checked that before. Because I feel like I, I don't know if he's. I'm assuming he's in other ones. No, he's not in other ones. Okay, but that, he's, but that's he's, what I'm this saying. Is his so standalone like, only film. Yeah, so he is making a. I think resurgence in Fast Nine, and he's got like a little cameo when Han is killed at the end of. Fast six. So basically, the timeline is really bad. So the timeline. The the fast six happens after this film. The ending of fast six reveals that Han was killed by Deckard Shaw, who is Jason Statham. 
So that means that Tokyo Drift is set after the other four Fast and Furious movies. So, yeah, so it's just really confusing. So, and then if that is the case, then suddenly this film, in all of its 2006 obviousness, is supposed to be set then in 2013 in this timeline. There we go. That's So we, we would, what we would change to make this film good is just not put it now. We would change it. It's surely... You wouldn't just mess up the t- yeah, just don't mess the timeline up of your own franchise. Yeah, I definitely would have just been like, okay, he didn't, he didn't die. It, he was just in an accident. Maybe I would put Han into a coma, and then that- oh my god, then he has amnesia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but then that like if he's if he's essentially a good friend of Vin Diesel, which we have like it's hinted to at the end of this film, like mm-hmm. he's. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're like, like they're, he's part of the family. Yeah. Then like if he then went into a coma, then that's a reason for Vin Diesel to come and visit and then carry on the film. Yeah. Because the reason that according to Fast Six and then Seven, the reason that Vin Diesel goes to Tokyo is to like tie up Han's loose ends and like find out what happened, blah blah blah. But then like in, at the end of this film, he's just in town to like meet the new Drift King and you know, because he knew Han. Like, it, it doesn't make sense, basically. And also, then, Han is a bit of a fuckboy in this film because he's just making out with random women after him going through all this, like, character development of loving Giselle and then her sacrificing herself for him and then, you know, him, like, going back to Tokyo as, like, where their end destination was supposed to be. And <sighs> I'm just like, what are you doing? What's happening? It's <laughs> it like, doesn't make I've sense to me. I've also noticed, and I wonder if this is just, like, this this happens because you know there's there's so many different writers and there's so many different people that mm. like stop and start and then carry on and then take over is it do they do they all chat to each other and be like but chris morgan wrote this and those. he wrote one two three four five he wrote six of them yeah and there's only nine so chris morgan has confused himself i think he was trying to make it more clever than it needs to be he was doing you know a Christopher mean? Nolan. Like, yeah, 100%. It's not Inception. We don't need this time travel nonsense. Like, it, it's... what? I, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that was... Yeah. I haven't seen them, and that already bugs me that the timeline has been messed up by one film. Yeah, yeah. I hate I hate it when timelines of, like, franchises are, are like, are hard to understand. Again, takes you out the film, and it loses its, like, credibility. Anyway. Yeah. I no, mean, this film not, was not... Like, these films are, like incredible in any way anyway because like you, <laughs> you, you can like survive that many car accidents and you know yeah i know the- but this one is they're definitely like the worst of the believability for me and that's coming from me when in the eighth one vin diesel's car jumps over a fucking missile a submarine or something like <laughs> that really like this film just like is really unbelievable to me because this film is half about older guys having a hard-on for underage girls and then freaking out when they like guys of their own age. And then the other half is like, oh, the cars go slidey-slide. <laughs> That's what I got for you. Like, this film is bonkers. The fact that they couldn't get any of the cast from the other two films to come back for it, I feel like is telling in itself, right? That is interesting because I was going to say, like, would you make any, like, casting changes? And, like, my first yeah. thought was, like, as All I said... I fully went in thinking that Vin Diesel and the like at least main cars would be here and they weren't and I was like, what is this? This feels like it feels like, you know, I know it's part of the franchise, but it feels one of those like kind of like copycat films. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's part of the franchise though, does no. it? It feels like a and it doesn't even feel I don't even want to say it feels like a filler or a bridge film because it doesn't make fucking sense. The only the only thing that is the bridge in this film is Han. And that also doesn't make sense because he like dies at dies a fiery like, death. Yeah, yeah, like the way he dies, it would then discount this film anyway, or where it sits in the <laughs> where it sits in the timeline. <gasps> oh, this, I I'm just, my hands are on my I face. Rate, like, I don't know. Racing franchise shouldn't be this difficult to understand. Chris Morgan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> um, Can you take note of our podcast, please? <laughs> well, I mean, there's ten and eleven are coming. Are coming well, for us. According so. to yeah, Wikipedia, we've got ten and eleven. Again, directed by Justin Lin. Yeah. And that's, those will be 20, 2023 and 2024. Back to back. And then we've got woman-led untitled film coming, apparently. You know what? I'd really like to see 
Letty's origin story. That's written by three women the, as well. So that's something. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, that's, that's nice. And a yeah. Hobson Shaw sequel. That, <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I just want to tell you something that will blow your mind just because it's just so funny. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how far you'll get into watching all of them. But you know who plays Jason Statham's mum? Who? Who? Who does? Helen fucking Mirren. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, I know. I love I that it. she was like, I want to be in these films. Like, I love that. I know that she's in the newest one as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Her with a Cockney accent is my favourite thing. I, I know that she's... um. This These films seem to, like, they really do get good. I don't even shit on them. I'm just kind of like, okay, I understand the impact of them. I need to sit down and actually watch them. Yeah, I feel like when we do our marathon, you'll enjoy it. We'll just skip the third one. I don't need to watch this one now. again. I really don't. No. My favourite one for posterity is uh, Fast Five is my favourite one. Nice. 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 Is that when things, what happens? No, no, don't ask that because I'll watch it at some point. Also, Screen Rant just did a like countdown of all of them in order. And they agree with me that Fast Five is the best one. But then we really clearly disagree because their second best rated is Tokyo Drift. Uh, are they, and I was just they like... Are- are we watching the same thing? <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, is that the one that J. Dwayne Johnson starts? Is that his first? I think so, yeah. But it's not because of that. It's because it's set in Brazil and it's the first one that's kind of like a proper big like heist film as well, which that's is really fun. interesting. I guess that's when they, st- when they yeah. start coming like, I really like... Is it? Who is it? Talking about Natalie Manuel. Yeah, her. But she's not in there. Yeah, yeah. Which one is she? Maybe she's in six. That's 2011. That's so long ago. Ten years ago. Are they really, are they angry? Is that like why it's called the Fury? <laughs> I think it's just like, you know, furious racing. It's, just a, it's alliteration. It makes a good title. Yeah. Okay, it just sounds cool, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> Hot Wheels. <laughs> just, uh, adult Hot Wheels. Oh my God. Yeah. 100% that's what it is though. So this joke. I love these films, clearly. Um, so, cultural impact. Yeah, it does have cultural impact. I think the franchise Definitely, obviously, has a cultural impact massively. We've kept talking about that like throughout the whole podcast. This film, I think, has a cultural impact for being bad. Yeah, but and arguably about bringing the knowledge of drift racing to the masses. I feel like if you're not a car person, why would you know about drifting? Yeah, I mean, I understand. Like, I mean, yeah, I was a bit stupid and like definitely did like as who asked what DK meant. I also in my head asked what that meant too. Because it just like it sounded like a weird nickname to have. He's like Drift King, and I was like, oh, they probably. Can I just say in my head, I was like Donkey Kong. <laughs> no, I definitely thought of a different franchise or a different what? like brand because like it's too close to anything else. Yeah, I was like Drift King, but like I feel like I didn't re- like I didn't realize that drifting was so specific to Tokyo, which is actually very interesting. Which probably which makes a lot of sense for it to be set here to then be then brought back mm. into the franchise as something else. It's just like there's some bits of this one that are just so forgettable as well. Yeah, like the like the fact that we haven't talked about the Yakuza that much, actually. So the, <laughs> also, the other part of this film, Takashi's family is like the mafia and his uncle is the, the head don, basically. And he's played by Sonny... Sonny, yeah, Sonny Chiba. Sonny Chiba, who is a martial artist who is like a black belt in like six different disciplines he's amazing so it's nice that he's like in in this but then also as like a really soft mafia man because he just lets the kid go and he's like yeah you can stay in tokyo my and now my nephew is gonna be banned from like he can't come back to tokyo they just got like that's where it sort of lost me a bit like the mafia stuff but then like maybe that's also maybe that was just me I feel like it always has to be there. It always has to be a part of it because it's like, it's like quote unquote underground. <laughs> you know? So it's like, so you know, there always has to be some sort of like ties to either the mafia or some sort of like Fine. drug kingpin or yeah, something like that. Like because it's supposed to all go like hand in hand or whatever. Yeah, it sounds like the fur- the 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 uh, films like further down the franchise that the most what, the more recent ones have like been that's like like twisted and turn, like these guys who have like inherently been kind of like dubbed as criminals or like people who kind of challenge the law 
are now being hired to like actively help law enforcement and like stop bad things yeah because it reminds me of like suicide squad in the sense that like these criminals are like being used to fight crime and then they get their reward is that they get 10 years yeah it's also kind of like when you think about it kind of like armageddon in that like rough around the edges group then like save the world i thought i will go down what a I film will go to my grave thing <laughs> Best of- i know we love that film. film we did it on the podcast just because we love it but i don't know why other people hated it because we loved it but it's the same with like these films. Like some people hate them, and I love them, so I will die on this hill. I have, no, I can't have an opinion. I haven't seen them. So, did you have any? Do you want to talk anything more about it? Any anything else you want to bring up? Anything that annoyed you, made you laugh, confused you? Just, just, <laughs> just uh, the fact that when Twinkie was talking about his car, that is the Hulk. He was like, "Yeah, it's slamming." <laughs> Yeah, and that's like dialogue <laughs> stuff in it. The dialogue was, is just yeah, hilarious. I feel to like me. this is also very common with these films, like just from like clips or like the trailers I've seen. But there's always like mm. obviously massive audiences for these like these races, and they look like they're having a massive party. And it was just like so interesting to me that like someone brought like down like a whole load of decks and had like an underground garage party and people dancing. Oh but God, it just my like these. The thing is, the annoying thing is for me, and it's not even anything about film it's just my own problem is that i remove my like i get so removed from these scenes because i just know what it's like to film a dance like a clubbing scene because you actually just you just know <laughs> yeah. it's silent so awkward you just you yeah, know yeah, it's yeah. silent you know it's like probably like 10 o'clock in the morning that they're filming this yeah and they're definitely not and they're obviously not drunk they probably just have breakfast <laughs> yeah do you want to move on to rating yeah okay I... what did you give it do not like this film, so I gave it a three out of ten. But only the three is only because it's part of the Fast and Furious franchise. Otherwise, I would have given it a one. Oh, I gave it a two out of ten because yeah. <laughs> because I found it it's a bad because I found it boring. Yeah, for for a film that has so many car scenes in it and so many races mm. it's boring man yeah i was just like how also we haven't talked about how the fact it was 104 minutes long <gasps> like this film was 90 minutes at at the most it did not need 104 how, minutes how, on average how long are each of the films are they all usually around two hours around but i mean this one didn't need to be they don't feel like it yeah whereas this really felt like it do you think this affected the car- like the the cast's career by being in this film because like I feel like the like we said the the actress that played Nilo this was her first ever film and she's done some stuff since but it's like not nothing like chuck her into like the big known actor space like no one I don't like I never heard of her and the same but I just didn't but I didn't think she was a good actress yeah so I don't know if, I don't think it was this film I just don't think she was a good actress she's obviously beautiful but. I feel like it's like Bow Wow. Like I think he's funny, but I don't think he's an actor. No, not in the way that like Ludacris is or Tyrese is. Like they can really carry it, but I don't think Bow Wow can carry it. Also, Lucas Black, like he been doing terrible actor. He was in American Gothic from nineteen ninety five to nineteen ninety six, and then he didn't do that much until he started doing NCIS New Orleans. Yeah, he hasn't had. He's had a very sporadic sort of career. But he's just done like loads of random films. I'll give you some facts now. After leaving his, after he left NCIS New Orleans, he started to upload fishing videos to YouTube. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he left that. He left that in 2019. So cool. But yeah, and I quite, I quite like Brian T. But he was a massive dick in this film. Um, he plays Takashi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I don't feel like this was like a good um, representation of the acting that he could potentially do. But then he does pick terrible films. Oh, um, like Jurassic. He's in Jurassic World. He's in the new Teenage Mutant. Ninja didn't they Turtles just? Film. Didn't they just announce that there was going to be a crossover? <laughs> what? The Fast and Furious and Jurassic World. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's confirmed yet, but I ten out of ten would go and see that. It's a it's a like a rumor that they could do a crossover, but it's also just like like Drag Race, like what well, Drag Race, 
like car racing around. Yeah, wrong one. <laughs> yeah. Car racing around um, fucking, you know, like the Jurassic Island. I haven't seen any of the new Jurassic yeah, Worlds anyway. But also, but just like, how would it work? How? I don't know. I just, I just don't. I don't see why it would be necessary. Is it so silly? It just sounds so Is it necessary? Silly. No, absolutely it's not. But yeah, my out thing would be um, I would change the cast, except for Han. There needs to be a lot of like changes to the actual storyline and script. Yeah, for it to work. For it, to like, work. it just doesn't... It doesn't work. It, I don't understand why everyone's aged down when they all clearly look older. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just, oh, it's like, like it's kind of. Is anyone believing that Lucas Black is <laughs> mate, under the age of 18? <laughs> that literally, that took me out of it so much. I was like, are we supposed to believe this guy is at high school? He looks like, he looks miserable because he's having to play a high school kid. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you want to yeah. guess the actual, the ratings? Yeah, I IMDb do. IMDb first out of 10. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Four. No. <laughs> Point. Oh, higher. <laughs> oh, my God. 6.7. Oh, yeah, close. It's 6 out of 10. Solid 6. Oh, solid 6. Okay. I feel like Rotten Tomatoes would be worse. Like, 35%. You're very close. 37%. <laughs> 30, <laughs> so close. 37%. I mean... I'm surprised it's not lower. I am too. To I am too. But, but I think people really have that you know nostalgia of it as well yeah and i guess if it is one of those like polarizing it's the polarizing film of the franchise that maybe it's got you know maybe most of this comes from people who do actually enjoy it and it's just been equalized out by people who don't i just don't know how you can look at lucas black's acting and be like yeah that was a good film (laughs) i don't know (laughs) he has no emotion in his face the whole time he doesn't show any emotion and, it's, and he's so, he just doesn't have any charisma either. I don't think which he Which is, I think, once. the importance of it. No, <laughs> except, as you said, as at the car. <laughs> but you're right, like, uh, he he's just beige. <laughs> and in order to, like, carry these kinds of films, you have to have charisma. I think that's why people really love Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, because they're charming. You yeah. know, they have that, like, they can kind of pull it off. Yeah. Whereas he... He can't do it. It's not. Mm-hmm. He's not like. I don't know how he. I don't know why they casted him. Not no, in a rude do way, I. but in a like. I just don't understand. Like, what was his screen test? I just think. I would think about. Love to see yeah, it. Thinking about it now, like if if it was to be remade now, and make a bit yeah. more sense to the whole franchise, like who would you cast as that that, that character? Well, that's such a good question. I'm not sure. A new person. Yeah, I would. I would find an unknown. Like, cause. I, who knew about Lucas Black anyway? I'd find an unknown. But they have to have charisma and they have to have charm on screen. Yeah, but you know who? You know who I think. So if Netflix remade it, you know who I think they would ma- use. Yeah, go on. Say. Noah Centineo. No, <laughs> no, no! I don't want it. I don't want it. He, he can't fit. He wouldn't fit his whole neck in the car. <laughs> but hundred percent, if ne- if Netflix made it, that's who they would cast. I kind of would like to see Tom Hardy do it, but he's, I think he's too old. But, like, Tom Hardy would fit into this, this franchise, wouldn't he? Yeah, well. for sure, for sure. Like, what about... Okay, what about this one? It's a bit left field, but... Donald Glover? Tardis Gambino? Uh, right? Yeah. My head heard uh, Donald Gleeson, and I was like, wait, hang on a second. The, <laughs> the Irish, like, guy with ginger hair? Oh my god, Domino Gleason, love him. That's <laughs> like him in Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Him. That is so funny what him trying to be like him representing the Irish. Because like, you know, I feel like there's not really any young, like really young action stars. I mean, do we say this every podcast but don't we say this every podcast that Daniel Kalula play something? He could play anyone, literally anyone. Like, just because the UK I, have a have a car scene, have a have a racing car scene that we don't know. What? I'm not. Bravo, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Like, I'm not that person. No, so no, I don't know. Me too, but um, oh, who else? Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I think there's 
people that do action films, but they're either a bit too old or they're a bit too well known. Like, for example, Michael B. Jordan would be great, but I think he's too much of a name already that like it would take away. You need to believe it as well, right, for it to work. And the reason that this film is so bad is that you don't buy any of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the thing is like they have in the last, it looks like in the last couple of films, they've definitely brought in a lot more familiar faces. But then arguably, Gal Gadot was was in these films way before she was Wonder Woman. And I only have ever really, she's only ever been on my radar since being in Wonder Woman. But she's obviously well, a lot more well known beforehand from these films. But then I agree with like the maybe have people that are too well known because people i think people would say like action film young they'd go for like i would hate to see this but tom holland but he's no, just, like too well known too, as well tom you know? holland can't reach the pedals so sharp but also he couldn't he couldn't be in this film like he, it's just not his vibe no, you but know? i also like, think that he's i don't think he could do this but like i would also be like maybe he wouldn't take it yeah i would maybe say um it's hard right yeah it's very difficult it's really hard i think Specifically action film as well. But did you see that Vin Diesel also said he would happily make a musical? Can you imagine? But like, it has to be yeah. the original cast of the films. It can't be just like an adaptation of the films onto a stage where it's musical theatre trained. It has to be Vin Diesel like singing because he's the only, but like he's the one that's got a record still. So he's already put out music. Um, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just state that? that? Like it was common knowledge. What the fuck? Because uh, it's true. <laughs> wow. Why? Yeah, he's got. Love it. He's love got several it. songs. Oh no. Uh, one of them is called. One of them is called King of Cringe. What? And he's done a. He's done a. Oh my god. Yeah. Feel like I do is came out in 2020. Oh my god. Don't. He did. He was like. He was like. He, was, he t- became a musician in lockdown. That was his hobby. Oh, cute. Oh, cute. That's actually quite Jots sweet. Jots dance music, um, but like... Oh, funny. I didn't realise that he... That's what, what the caveat was. Like, I'll do musical, but only... No, but no, no. But can that's Michelle not, Rodriguez that, sing? That's not a caveat uh, he gave it. It's just a caveat for me, because I think it would just be hilarious to watch, like, the... Because, like, they're obviously... I feel like listening to you talk and listening to my friends who love this franchise, they, you love it because of the movies, but you love it because of the cast. And the cast really make it yeah for sure and so for like sure, if you have sure. an adaptation like the musical which obviously Vin Diesel has been all for and has apparently said yes to it then surely like people yeah. will go and see it because it's him and the cast that you guys love yeah so, that's true I mean it's I don't if, feel like this <laughs> film works as a musical with musical theatre people well no 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 definitely no 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 but it's just you know what I mean this franchise it's like but also just the thought of like how do you put cast on stage <laughs> How would they even do this? I don't know. So funny. All I can think of is like you know those in like cartoons where they have like a a car shape in a cardboard box and someone like wears it, and then you can see their legs on the beat. Or you have a a stationary car, like two stationary cars next to each other, and it's just projection screen, projection mapping, like behind them of like them going really fast. It's just the track moving, and it's just them down. But like maybe it rocks slightly to show that they're like moving. I don't know. <laughs> Set designers. Of course, so many questions. Tell us. Tell us. There's so many questions. What is happening? It's so funny that he was like, oh, he'd be all for it. It's just so fun. That's so funny to me. That's such a funny detail. Yeah. I can't imagine Michelle Rodriguez being like, yeah, that's something I want to do. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I haven't got anything else planned. I'm just going to go and be in a musical for like two months. Yeah, bye. On this summer. <laughs> Uh, I guess it's also just one of those things with like so many, so much like so many things have been made into plays or musicals, like stage that have been films first and like they've flopped. So you kind mm. of, I don't know if you mm. want to do this, do that for this. Well, has, though, thinking about it, has Fast and Furious ever had a, a ride, an amusement park ride? No, but I really feel like they should. That is a missed opportunity by, right? by anything. Like, why is there not one? That, feels yeah. so obvious to have. I completely agree. It could be a dueling roller coaster or something. I don't know. Or It'd be so obviously fun. a car-esque thing. Yeah. But like, it makes a lot of sense for them to have a... They've had 20 years of a franchise. Why do they not have a, a amusement park ride dedicated? That's a good shout. A good pitch, Holly. Okay, well, that's a, that's a note to end on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, this one was bad. Don't watch it. Please don't watch it. Or, do you do you 
think, oh, you can't even answer this question for me yet because you haven't seen the other ones. I don't think, personally, it's one that you have to watch for the rest of the films to make sense. I feel like no, you could just skip this no, one. No, not if you've, uh, not if like the only character that is relevant is not on. Like if there's only one character yeah. that's relevant, you and, like none of them ever pop up again. I think actually it might make more sense because then you don't see how Han dies, so you don't know. Mm-hmm. So then you're not confused by the timeline because it, then in theory this one doesn't exist to you, right? Yeah. I want to know. So I would say yeah. you could just miss this one I, out and also don't watch Hobbs and Shaw. That's yeah. fucking shit. I kind of want to know if the cast understand the timeline themselves. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. That's it. Cool. Send us your recommendations, please, to badfilmpod at gmail.com. Did I get it right? Yeah. 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 Finally! Finally. Only second season in. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAR supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give. And there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.